0: Phil Goff has been a stalwart in New Zealand politics for almost 4 decades. He was an MP for 11 terms over that time. He was a senior cabinet minister in several very high profile portfolios. He was leader of course of the Labour Party and leader of the opposition. After leaving parliament, he ran campaign successfully as mayor of Auckland Super City and was re-elected again in 2019. Great pleasure to have on the show, the mayor of the world's most livable city, Phil Goff. Hello there Phil. Hey, thanks, Simon and all That's got a nice ring about
1: it, eh? The world's most livable city. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, when the award came through, and I thought, gosh, hell, we we, we won it. And then I thought, well, actually, just look at how we're living at the moment. We can go to concerts. We can go to the the, the stadium to watch sports games. We can all gather together on the waterfront and cheer on Team New Zealand. No face masks, no social distancing. And the rest of the world looks on and thinks, wow, wish we were there. So uh, I think
0: that was a big part of it. But, yeah, great award for the city the what does it actually mean for the city, Phil? Is there anything tangible you get from this gong? <laughs>
1: Um TV One gave me a little plastic uh, winner's cup. <laughs> I, I don't think we get much more material than that, but, you know, obviously good for the city when we can open up again. It's, um, I mean, I think, you know, despite how hard and bad the uh, the COVID the pandemic has been, um, reputationally, Auckland and New Zealand uh, will have really been boosted in, in opinion. I was just... Talking to your, your producer before, and we we're talking about having mates in London that you know said, For Christ's sake, stop talking about Auckland. You know, we're locked down here, it's miserable, it's cold, we can't go out. And Look at what you're doing in New Zealand, it's not fair. Yeah. But um, you know, I think reputationally, we had good governance, um, stability, uh, people work together collectively, you know, not like the Americans that went out and protested about having to wear masks and all caught COVID. Um, you know, yeah. uh, I, I felt proud to be a New Zealander right through that period and proud to be an Aucklander.
2: Mm. Fair enough. Phil, let's just get a little bit personal for a minute, because six and a song, that's basically what it's about in many ways, to be honest. As a kid, were you always one of those kids that was interested in politics or was it something that came along when you hit your late teens? Um, probably early
1: teens, actually. I, I grew up in a, a Labour family. My dad came back from the war. He was a, a working-class guy. He, uh, he was a, a tradesman working for the New Zealand Railways. But his mum, my grandmother, was a real influence. Um, she'd migrated from the UK. She lost her elder brother in the First War. She lost her younger son, aged 19, in the Second War. But uh, in between, after they migrated to New Zealand, her husband had been caught on the Somme and been gassed, and he, he died young at about 47. And they got kicked out of their home and, um, up in Campbell Road, Royal Oak, actually. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and, you know... It was a pretty rough time for them. They had no home. They had no income. They'd, they'd, they'd lost their father and, uh, and husband. And then Michael Joseph Savage got elected. And uh, my dad, my late dad and my grandma, always thought that uh, he was Saint uh, Mickey Savage. Yeah. He was the guy that gave them a helping hand when they needed it. So I guess that sort of gave me an instinct for fairness uh, and giving giving everybody a decent start in life. And, uh, you know, that's what I wanted to do in politics. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully that I've, I've made
0: some progress towards that. Phil, you'll be aware, obviously, being an MP for so long, and now, of course, mayor for a a good time as well. There's a lot of rumors that swirl around with people in your position. I'm just going to run one rumor by you, and I'll just get you to answer it if you could. There's (laughs) There's a rumor out there, Phil, that you leaked the $200 million figure about the America's Cup to sort of broker a deal and put the squeeze on the America's Cup team. Is that true?
1: No, no, it's not true. And I, I, I despise leaking, actually. I, I, I get angry when it happens, uh, both both when I was in government and, and on council when people leak, um, people often, journalists often say to me, well, what can you tell me off the record? And I say, uh, whatever I'm telling you is on the record. Uh, mm. I don't leak. I don't approve of it. Um, and uh, I, you'd, you'd, have, you'd have to ask the journalist uh, where, I can't even remember who did it, he or she got the story from. Right. Um, right. But um, it certainly wasn't me. Good, Look, it.
2: good. Phil, one of the things about the beehive is that patently, and it's particularly recent times, we won't get into some of the scandals, Hadn't involved you, by the way, Phil. Just so we're very clear no, on that.
1: No, definitely a clean and pure life. Exactly. <laughs> definitely, definitely
2: hasn't involved you. But it is. It just seems to those of us that that don't live there, work there at the Beehive. It just feels like a bit of a rat's nest. Did you actually enjoy your time there, or or, or did it sometimes feel like, man, why am I putting myself through this?
1: what what it's like it's like living in a goldfish bowl um whatever you do um wherever you are um somebody's going to know about it and uh fortunately i've, uh, I've pretty much uh, been married to the same woman for all of my all of my life since i was young mm-hmm. um and uh i i i try to play it straight so it it doesn't you know it's it's not something that affected me personally um but Yeah, look, I I quite enjoyed uh, life in politics. It it had a good side, you know, the camaraderie uh, that you had with your colleagues, uh, the fact that you could make a difference for your your electorate and for your country. Um, But it it does have a downside as well. And, um, you know, I sit watching in amazement, and it's the National Party going through it at the moment, I guess, um, sadly for them. But um, where, you know, person after person is getting into trouble, you've got to be like Caesar's wife when you're in politics. You cannot put a, a, a foot wrong and you cannot do things that demonstrate hypocrisy or um, lessen the standards that you say publicly you expect of other people. And those that cross that line um, get, then, you know, it's not just people in politics that cross that line, but yeah. when you do it in politics, it's right in the public eye and and you suffer accordingly. And, you know, my advice to anybody going into politics, don't go into politics unless you're prepared for people to see almost everything about your life, and, and you're prepared to uh, stand by and defend and and, uh, yeah. and, and and allow that to be exposed. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty rough when you see what happens to people. Sometimes it's deserved. Um, but, you know, when, when you do things wrong in politics, uh, it's big news.
0: And- do you reckon, though, Phil, uh-huh. do you reckon that limits the calibre of people that get into politics then? Because everybody's got a few skeletons. You know what I mean? It's like, who hasn't? And yeah. so, therefore, if you have to live life, I bet you there's many people that would be brilliant politicians and, am, you know, absolutely have the ability to, you know, to go into bat for their constituents and do a wonderful job. But they're too jolly scared.
1: Yeah, I, I think that is true, actually. I, I think a lot of people don't want to contemplate a political life uh, because they don't want uh, – they, they, they don't want – everything about their life to be in public and they and and also i've got to say um you know the the downside of politics i'm not grizzling about it i've spent nearly 40 years in politics as you said Mm. um but it's it's kind of long hours and, uh, you've got to be prepared to, um, to take the criticism and, uh, to take the rough parts with the good parts of it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to people who have been quite good business people and say, well, have you thought about politics? God, wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. Yeah. You know, just too tough. Um, and, uh, so, you know, look, you know, regardless of what uh, party a person's in, um, take my hat off to people who are prepared to put themselves forward there and to go through that. And, you know, you get the odd rat bag in, in politics, but you also get a hell of a lot of people that just want to do something reasonable for their, for their you know fellow New Zealanders. And, uh, you know, I think well, we're, you know, democracy, you, you, your criticism's part of it, yeah. but we should also for, every now and again just say, well, look, good on you, you work hard mm. and uh, you try to do the right thing.
2: Well, last question from me, and again, it's because I've, look, to be honest, Phil, I'm one of those people, I've known a few politicians over the years, interviewed a few, and I've always wondered why would you put yourself up there for <laughs> everybody to have a nudge at you. As a matter of interest, looking on the upside of it, from the beehive, from your beehive days, do you still have genuine friends that you keep in touch with, not on a political level, just on a personal level from your beehive days?
1: Yeah, I, I do, actually. I mean, most of the people probably in Cabinet um, I know pretty well from the time in politics, but it's not just people in the Labour Party. Um, you know, I, I had some uh, people that I got on really well with in the National Party, um, the, the Green Party uh, and the ACT Party. You know, David Seymour and I probably don't agree with a, a lot of things on a policy basis, but we, we got on pretty well and we just treated each other with respect and uh, right. we've worked together on different things. Mm-hmm. So, it's you know, everybody gets that picture of the, you know, the debating t- chamber is a bit like a, the theatrical 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 performance. But behind all that, if you go and sit and watch people in a select committee, quite often you'll find people working constructively together. And, you know, there were people that uh, I probably didn't get on well with in my own party. And there are people on the other side of the house that I I did get on quite well with. It's a matter of personality and how you judge their character. So, uh, yeah, no, I I think because you're you're in a closed environment and you're working closely together, you get to know people pretty well. And most of the people I worked with in politics, um, you know, I liked and respected.
0: Very good. We're joined for six a song by the Mayor of Auckland Super City, Phil Goff. Thank you again, Phil, for your time. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, just before we get into rapid fire, I'm going to ask you something that no politician that's ever come on the show has been able to do. A yes or no answer and how many years? The new cycle way that's been announced, will it happen? Yes or no? And how many years? Uh, The one over the the harbour? Yes, uh, probably about five or six, I'd think. Oh, gee, that was a good answer. Okay. okay great. Right. I, I thought
1: that was the first rapid fire.
0: <laughs> no, I've, got, I've got that recorded, so I'll keep you honest over the next five years, Phil. Like good a, good right, as gold. Right, mate. So listen, let's do some rapid fire. Who is the living person you most admire?
1: Um, there's a young Pakistani woman called Malala Yousafzai. Yep, when she yes. was 15, she was an advocate of women's and girls' right to an education. The Taliban shot her in the head. Yep, she recovered. Yep. She kept fighting for that. And in 2014, she became the youngest ever Nobel Prize laureate. Admire her courage uh, and admire what, she's, uh, what she stands up for. I've yep.
2: read her book. She's extraordinary. And You're right. Woman yep. eh? Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Now, on a much lighter note, what's the best present you've ever received?
1: Well, um, one I gave myself, actually. In uh, 1975, I bought myself a Norton Commando 750 motorbike uh, from working at the freezing works. But my wife might be listening to this, so I'm going to change that answer and say uh, best present ever was a 16-year-old girl who turned up in my flat 50 years ago, and I'm still married to her.
0: Oh, you oh, smooth-talking smooth devil, Phil. <laughs> that'll earn me some brownie points. Um, that's a yeah. good thing, Mary. Really. Yes, <laughs> oh, good on you. And now, this is a really tricky one to answer. Who would you like to play you in a movie of your life?
1: Oh, it have to be George Clooney. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't bear much of a resemblance
2: to <laughs> him. <laughs> no, that's but, uh, good. I'm a smooth dude. Yeah. Exactly, very, very smooth indeed. Now, what's the most embarrassing piece of clothing you have ever owned?
1: Well, this will sound strange to you. It's um, jeans and a sweater, and I was flying up to uh, to Korea, the Republic of Korea, as a cabinet minister, and, you know, it's a 14-hour flight or something, so you want to relax. Yeah. I hopped out of the plane wearing my jeans and uh, sneakers and a sweater, and there was a full... Fully blown honor guard waiting <laughs> for me, and I felt so <laughs> bloody stupid dressed like that. Uh, um, you know, marching up uh, to the honor guard and inspecting them, but uh, there you go. Uh, you know, they could have at least told me they were going to do that, eh? Yeah,
0: <laughs> they'd thinking, which country does this bloke come from? Phil, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so what's no, the. New Zealand is a very
1: casual, yeah, very, yeah.
0: very. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, I, I think
1: my dad who was a tradesman used to say measure twice and cut once yep. that was that was yep. pretty good but there was another piece of advice I got when I was leader of the opposition which is a real crap job I've got to tell you to, for anyone who's ever done it
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, and this advice was if you don't want to be criticized do nothing say nothing and be nothing. I thought, Well, that could that could sustain me through this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's a yeah, way to get through. Of advice, yeah. you good go. on you. Very good. Good
2: on you. And last question, Phil, if you could invite three people to dinner, who would they be?
1: Ooh, that's a hard one. Um probably Mandela. I met him once but never had the chance to speak to him. Kennedy, um, who uh, I thought was a superb politician. Mm. But the third one's a bit more surprising. It's a woman called Nancy Wake, New Zealander. Uh, oh, yes. Then went to live in Australia. She was um, a, a resistance fighter in the Second World War. They, yep. She was part of the Special Operations Executive. They parachuted her into France. She helped uh, airmen that were shot down escape uh, back to the U.K. And she was known to kill Germans with her bare hands, so, that's um, right. You know, Nazis. Uh, that's so uh, uh, she, she was a pretty special woman. She's widely recognized, but sadly didn't get a medal in her own country.
2: Mm, no, that's quite right. I remember that yeah, story. Peter Fitzsimons yeah. wrote a great book about it. She was called The White Mouse, wasn't she? So brilliant The person. White Mouse. That's, that's the it. One.
0: That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Okay, Phil, love chatting with you, and we're going to leave it with your choice of song. What have you chosen, please, and why?
1: I've, uh, I've chosen... Um, what have I chosen? I've chosen uh, the, um, the song... Go Your Own Way yes. um, by Fleetwood Mac. I, met, I had the pleasure of meeting Mick Fleetwood in 2019 uh, together with Bob Geldof when they were in New Zealand. They're a band that's been around for, God, uh, 30 years, but their music is enduring. And uh, while they get older, the music stays popular <laughs> across uh, each new generation. But love the band. I went to their concert in, uh, in Mount Smart. Fantastic evening.
2: Wonderful choice
0: of song. Great chatting with you, Phil. All the very best. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great afternoon. And you too. Phil Goff from the world's most livable city, and this is his choice.